You're listening to episode 26 of the Afros and Pixie Dust podcast, Bounders of Color with Felicia. Hey, Dis friends. Welcome to episode 26 of the Afros and Pixie Dust podcast. I am your host, June. We are at episode 26. We are six months into this, y'all. I could have never imagined that I would make it this far. <laughs> I know I need to have more faith in myself, but for real. This has been a labor of love, but I have enjoyed every moment of it. And I just want to thank you all for sticking along for the ride. And I just, I'm so excited to see what more will come from this. Um, I am so excited uh, for all the growth that's happened in the last six months with this platform and with myself. Um, I think I sound less like a robot. Uh, y'all tell me if y'all agree, <laughs> but I really am just happy with this journey and I'm happy with this whole undertaking and I really hope that I can rise to the occasion and continue to bring quality content to you all and to continue to grow this platform to highlight these voices and highlight these people that have brought joy to my life and I hope that they are bringing joy to your lives as well so thank you all for sticking around and if you're new to this show um, stay tuned there's so much greatness that I have planned for you all (laughs) so this week was my boy's birthday my little guy turned four and so I have been on a pseudo vacation from the world because as a mother when it's your child's birthday it's also a victory lap for yourself because raising kids ain't easy and it's always a great feeling to celebrate another year of keeping them in the running (laughs) to becoming a productive human in this world so we had a great weekend we didn't do anything Disney related and I was totally fine with that well somewhat fine with that Um, I would never pass up a Disney trip but we had a great time together I have fully realized that he has adopted my sweet tooth so I need to keep an eye on that But otherwise, it was just a great weekend. And so that's what I was busy doing all weekend. (laughs) Um, But on Monday, the most recent Frozen trailer came out. And I was feeling feelings. Good feelings. I would consider myself a latecomer to the Frozen bandwagon. The movie came out around a time where I was not here for the earworm that was Let It Go because I had a three-year-old at the time. I believe my daughter was three. And I was not just in the headspace to have her singing it to the rafters nonstop. So I kind of avoided it for quite some time. But when the time came to get into the movie, I thought it was cute. 
I wasn't really like, oh, this spoke to me. But as time went on, I did start getting on the bandwagon and starting to love this movie. And I'd say I'm maybe 80% there now. Um, after seeing the Broadway show, it kind of took it up a notch. So maybe I'll say I'm 85% right now. Um, but seeing this trailer, well, actually seeing the very first trailer, my jaw was on the floor. And now seeing this trailer got me even more hyped for this movie. And y'all know me. I'm not even going to front. The moment that made my heart skip a beat was when the character voiced by Mr. Sterling, Kay Brown, came through. I don't even know what he said. He said, how did you get here? And I was like, "Woo! hey, bruh, what's up? How did you get here? So I'm here for all the everything that is Frozen, but I'm very excited to see what Mr. Brown has to say. And I also want to know who these people are. I'm pretty sure they have a lot to do with Elsa and her Frozen powers. So we will see what this movie is also about. I did just read a um, commentary that... <laughs> speculates that this movie is going to go along the Marvel pathway with X-Men and how Elsa is going to be the Disney Queen version of Jean Grey and I'm actually would be very interested to see that so who knows what this whole storyline is going to do but um, I'm going to be here for it I'm going to be there November 22nd we will be there opening night and we'll be very excited to see everything that unfolds in this new sector of Arendelle. Is it Arendelle? Maybe. The Mistland? Wherever it's called, we'll be here for it. So, that's my two cents. <laughs> this week's guest is Felicia. She is a third generation Disney lover and she currently resides in California. She is an OG Disney bounder, and she's one of the mods over at the Bounders of Color Instagram page. She is a fashionista, like she be coming through with the looks. Check her page, I'm not even lying. She's also a con queen, and she is one of the sweetest people I have ever met. I finally got to meet Felicia when I was in Disneyland for the D23 Expo and we got to spend some time together at the D23 meetup that I hosted as well as at the Expo and we had such a blast and I cannot wait to hang out with her again. And so without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Felicia. Hello, Felicia. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I probably have been listening since the beginning of this. So I've just been like listening to all these people's like perspectives. And I'm so excited I get to share mine today. Yes, I'm so excited to have you on. I love what you do. Uh, I love Bounders of Color as well. Uh, and I'm I'm excited to have you on um, as another voice in the community. Oh, 
Thank you. Well, Bonders of Color adores you. Are you kidding me? Every Disney bound you kill, and it's hard not to want to share each one. We're like, <laughs> is this just going to be turned into the June fan page? I'm like, I, I can't. Sometimes I like have to like look away. I'm like, no, don't do it. Oh, thank, thank y'all. Thank y'all for the support. I really appreciate it. Because, you know, bounding can be as fun as it is. It can be a little overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> So let's start off with you telling us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, well, I am a Southern California local. I was raised here, but not born here. I was born in Texas and lived in Tennessee for a little bit before finally settling to California. My whole family's here. Um, And I am a third generation Disney lover. It all started with my grandma. She loves Disney and... um, She started taking my mom to the parks when she was little because she worked for General Motors and they would host them at the park, like these corporate parties at Disneyland. And she would take like my mom and like her siblings to the park. So my mom grew up going to Disneyland in the late 60s. And then from there, my mom was a Disney fan, Disney lover. And she even had her honeymoon in Disneyland with my dad. So if you can't tell, they just passed on that love of Disney to me and I've been going to the parks ever since. So you you may have been conceived in Disney. Is that possible? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Mom confirmed this. A Disney zygote. That would be awesome. Oh, no. <laughs> That's so cool. So your love of Disney started probably from the womb. Um, do you have a favorite (laughs) Disney movie or show? Oh, yeah. Mulan is number one. She's supreme. Uh, my mom showed me Mulan. We, I think we watched it in the theaters, but since watching it, I begged my mom to, like, dress me up as Mulan every year for Halloween. So I have pictures of, like, her putting together. There were no Mulan costumes, like, at the Disney store. She had to, like, make one from scratch. Like, she, like got like this like skirt that she had made and then she got a shirt from my grandmother in Vietnam so I could wear and kind of like have that like oriental vibe on it and then I remember she had a parasol and that was like my first Mulan outfit and you could say technically I was bounding as Mulan because it was just all these like mixed in elements so my first bound was probably when I was five (laughs) and then after that I think Disney Store finally started getting those costumes in and I wore it every year in elementary mm-hmm. school. I feel you. I feel you. Wow. Okay. So your mom, she knew what she was doing. Well, <laughs> she, she, had- she she says she taught me how to read from Disney movies. She would get those little VHSs and like show them to me without the cover. And she'd ask me like, what movies, which. Oh, that's amazing. I'm going to need to start adopting that. Maybe put on the subtitles and just like have yes. my little one watch it. <laughs> I mean, he pretty much reads kind of that way too. I think I he learned his letters on one trip we went um, because we were waiting to meet Mickey and the line was so long that we were looking at the pictures on the wall and we were like, what letter is this? What letter is that? And he pretty much learned his alphabet <laughs> while we were oh waiting online. <laughs> so, I mean... People don't realize Disney can be, you know, a real good thing for kids. An educational tool. Yeah. Like 
you like watch those things and like you know your kids are like taking it in and that's to me like why it's so important and like which movies you show them because they're they're learning like in the process exactly and they're they don't know they're learning when they're having fun (laughs) (laughs) so do you have a particular character or characters that you identify with the most um i would say in recent years it has been coco i it's hard not to mention coco when you are mexican because it like that story like that town looks very similar to the town that my grandfather grew up in just like those like little like pueblas with the little like houses and stuff like that and walking through there you're like this is the research that was done to make coco like is incredible and the coco came out the year after my grandma passed away and so like even thinking about it now like that really resonated with me like seeing like that abuela just being like so strong-willed as she is to the point where she's like throwing her chancla i'm like i i know that well i know (laughs) being a scared of a shoe is real oh yeah have you been um back to mexico recently um i went to mexico in not this year i believe 2017 or 2018 and that was like to go back to my grandma's house that she had lived in like after she passed away and we like collected some of her things out there and kind of was nice to like meet some friends of hers in mexico that i had never met before because for that trip to Mexico, I hadn't been in at least like five or six years. Yeah. So my grandmother just passed in January. And it's crazy how much you learn after, you know, someone passes. And so, you know, we had to do something similar. Go, my grandmother um, is originally from Jamaica. So we had to go back home, go to her house, and kind of like, you know, go through her things and just, you know, tie up loose ends. And it's amazing the things that you learn. Like my mom never thought to tell me like, oh, you know, your grandmother and your grandfather used to own this and this and that. And, you know, this happened and this used to be all farmland that, you know, we used wow. to grow up on. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> You're like, lot, when you know, did this happen? You know, I was like, I, I mean, I would love, love to go visit more often, but it's um, just amazing what you learn after the fact. Um, and for whatever reason, if people just don't realize it's important information to share um, or whatnot. But um, I just, I've learned so much more about my family in that one little trip um, than, you know, decades. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not something they're, they used to like bring up, you know, usually it's just like, the usual like how are you doing let me take care of you stuff like that but it's not like let me tell you about like the life I've lived in like another land you know and like the people that I've interacted with and the things I did back then like sometimes they'll tell like little stories but it's not like you don't know until you're there right and that makes Coco so such a great movie to think about because you know, it's all about family and history and traditions and passing things down. And a lot of times, I don't know if we remember, like, 
even these little things are important to to pass down and not just your version of the story like you should make sure that all versions of the story are passed yes. down. not just getting this one-sided point of view of your family right. history so you know coco is really good for that for reminding you that you know family traditions and you know making time for each other is so important so i like that movie a lot Absolutely. yeah yeah <laughs> so I know you love to Disney Bound. Um, and is that the only way you like to express your fandom? Um, I also cosplay. Um, I I used to be before Disney Bounding, I was cosplaying more and just kind of fell out of it, just wasn't keeping up with it. But like now recently I've been like trying to like get back to, into it and like cosplay more. I I'm such a crazy convention goer. I've been going to San Diego Comic-Con for 11 years now. Yes. And I saw your last (laughs) Comic-Con and I was like on the floor. You guys got to go to the Marvel panel? Oh my gosh. Don't even get me started. (laughs) Like, holy smokes. Like, what? Oh my God. If I was there, I would have, you would have dragged me out there. I would have been passed out on the floor. Like done, <laughs> done. <laughs> oh, I, I lose my voice in that room because I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, but like everyone else around you is collectively screaming. Like someone new comes out. You're like, ah, like I just saw like Salma Hayek. She came out in that panel. I like lost my crap. I was like, this is not happening right now. Like you just like see and hear all these announcements. Like you just like, people are like standing out of their chairs, like standing ovations for people. The energy in that room is like indescribable. Like you just camped out with these people because that's the only way you could get in now is camping out. So you have camped out with these people for two days and then you make it in the room and like everyone is just like this crazy like anticipation to the panel and then leading up to it, you're like, this is why I'm here. I'm reminded again, like how like epic and amazing like these announcements are and like the movies you see, like seeing like these actors that like bring the characters to life. And like, to me, I love directors. So I love like hearing like the director's perspective and like, like kind of talking about like their inspiration or where they're planning to take a movie so stuff like that is like really fun to witness in in real life yeah I mean I I love following it and just seeing they hit hard this time like they were (laughs) they did not come to play I was like, what are they leaving for D23 if they're announcing all of this information now? I was like, what? And then for them to come out with a blade? Ah! I was like, what? Oh, my God. I I can't. I cannot. I cannot think about it. Every time I think about it, I want to melt. That was like a mic drop. Like, I kept telling my friends, like, around me, I was like, I think they're going to announce Blade. And they're like, no, you're crazy. And I was like, I'm just saying, like, you know, I've, like, heard things around and, like, I feel like it's coming. And, like, everyone thought I was crazy. And then they announced it and everyone collectively looks at me. And they're like, oh, it is. And I'm like, and it's Mahershala? Uh, stop. Like, I mean... 
I'm not even ready. I don't know. I'm. I don't even know. I can I don't. I'm speechless. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. And oh my, I just can't imagine what the energy in the room was like when they announced that because yeah. that is big. Standing <laughs> ovation. People were just like they could not believe their like it was already announcement after announcement and like seeing these people is so exciting and just to have like Mahershala is just kind of like oh so I brought my own hat like I'm not wearing the hat all of you guys are wearing and you're like wait what is he gonna do <laughs> like mm-hmm. and then just like the little like ode to blade at the top of his hat and that's it like the lights went dark and we're like this is it like it was just like I think I have it filmed it's just like blade and then everything goes dark and it was like what just happened Wow. Wow. Yeah. Marvel got all my coins. I'm going to be working overtime just to <laughs> keep up so, with the Marvel habit. Forget Disney. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, same. Marvel is probably like the one of the only like movie. Anytime those movies come out, those are probably the only ones I actually like will go out to see in theater like opening night with all my nerd friends. Yes, for sure. For sure. Like, I'm so excited to see what they have in store. I just got my Disney Plus membership. Oh, <laughs> me trying- too. They suckered <laughs> me in at D23. So I was, I held out. I was like, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And I was like, I'm going to do the little, you know, Netflix, Hulu finesse, and then, you know, all go in on one membership. But I was like, I don't want to take that chance because if I can't share a membership with someone else, I'm going to be really upset that I missed out on this deal. So I bit the bullet. I bought it. That's the first membership I've ever purchased of any streaming service. Me too. <laughs> Shut up. Me. Are you kidding me? I borrow my friend's HBO. I have my auntie's Netflix. Like, uh, never that. I'm like, uh-uh. Yeah, you gonna catch me slipping. But uh, I was slipping. <laughs> yeah. Plus, at, like, all those announcements, I was, they were just slowly, like, reeling me in more and more. I heard that Lizzie McGuire announcement. And that's my favorite Disney show. So I was like... Oh, Lizzie McGuire is going to be on it? Okay, I think you're going to take my money now. Uh, For me, it was like the Proud Family reboot. And then like, I'm seeing all this fan art and I'm like, I need to be a part of this. (laughs) I got to see what y'all have planned. And then just all the vault stuff, like... You know, I mean, I'm I'm pretty good at getting a lot of the Disney movies for my kids to watch, but the fact that it's going to be at the like at the tip of your fingers I can't I'm I have to be there I'm so excited I'm so excited so yeah especially with some of those classics that are just like hard to find and stuff because you know Netflix only has so many Hulu has a couple and stuff and it's been awesome to see like all the 90s movies again like Hercules I've rewatched Pocahontas but like if you think back to like probably like fox and the hound i don't think has ever been on there stuff like that like movies you've probably forgotten about or have never even seen i know so many people who've never seen peter pan some of those deserve a watch you know yeah like everyone knows that i'm i'm not big on the old school disney movies but if if it's on disney plus i will take a weekend and i will try to go through as many as possible (laughs) i mean you'd be surprised how many of them do not hold up Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> very true but I figured like I'll watch it with the kids I'll see what their opinion is of it 
um, as children. And, you know, we'll work our way through the whole collection. I, I, I was saying I needed to take vacation. I, I took vacation at the wrong time because <laughs> I did. You need that Disney Plus vacation in November. That's so yes. Whoa, it's like, it's intense. I'm excited. I can't wait to see like just everything that they're going to have. And they said they're going to have 80% of the content that they have planned, like ready to go. And I think that is amazing. Like it's going to be a situation. They People will be calling out of work. Productivity yep. is going to be, I just want to see like the reports on productivity after this comes out. Like, <laughs> Site better not crash. All of us are going to be thinking the same thing. Yep. Yep. Because you know Disney IT, mm, you know, yeah, you got to side eye it a lot. Not talking about the D23 reservation system. Girl, girl. I try to give them the benefit of the doubt, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got to work on that. Maybe next year they'll get it a little bit better, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> But yeah, Disney Plus is going to be is going to be a whole thing. We should probably start like a Facebook group where we just like dissect right. like, what what to yeah. watch when. <laughs> we should have like a show watching party. Like we just pick one of the original like Disney Channel original movies, like Johnny Tsunami or something. I'm like, are we all gonna watch this now? Yes, let's all watch. Let's all reminisce. Uh, yeah. Twitches, I know, are gonna is gonna be on repeat. Yes. My daughter loves Twitches. Like she loves right. that movie, those movies, both of them. And I know that's gonna be on repeat. And then my little guy. So he, happy. Yeah. Like I said, it's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. But I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm happy. I'm excited. <laughs> I know that they don't even know I got the subscription. So once they find out, it oh just pops gosh. up. It's gonna be. It's gonna be amazing. That might be their Christmas surprise. Gift. There you go. Oh, there you go. I got this for you. Exactly. I did not key that D23. Exactly. Merry Christmas. Leave me alone. <laughs> go watch Twitches 10 right. times. <laughs> so you are a California girl and um, you're near Disneyland. So how often do you get to go out to the parks? So I... Um, I actually live in the San Fernando Valley, which is more north of where Anaheim Disneyland is at. Um, so I'm approximately an hour away, depending on traffic, because I did brave Friday night traffic before to get there. And it could take almost two hours, depending on how that looks like. On a good day, it could take 45 minutes, but we'll always like guarantee an hour. So most of the time... I try to go at least like once every two weeks. And most of the time that's a weekend. I do work during the week. So probably like Sundays are my best day to go if I have a random weekday off. However, I can manage it. I'll do like a weekend. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I wish <laughs> someday, someday <laughs> maybe. I've been thinking hard about moving to the West Coast to be closer to Disneyland or something. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, that's the whole reason to move, right? Just to be yes. close to a theme park. Just to be close to a park. <laughs> I mean, I, it was our first, like, full trip to Disneyland. Um, and the kids absolutely loved it. They 
could not get enough of Disney California Adventure. And we legit did four rides. And they were enamored. Like, <laughs> and oh. Credit Coaster has my daughter's heart. And, right. <laughs> and my, I don't, I mean, maybe because my, my son is getting a little bit older, he's remembering, remembering more, but Toy Story Mania was his jam. He was like, can we go back on? We, I tried to do it as many times as we could. My daughter did Credit Coaster maybe about nine times. Wow. Yeah. Like literally back to back to back. She found out about single rider and then they were like, yeah, you're seven. You can ride by yourself. She was like, bye. I'm there. (laughs) She was on it. (laughs) I was a shorty. I'm still very short, but I think, I don't think I was allowed to go on California screaming until I was 10, I think. Yeah. And I think I, even before that, I was sneaking on, I would, like, get on my tippy toes. I was doing ballet at the time, so I would, like, get at the top of my tippy toes and just, like, fake it so I could, like, make the height requirements. There were so many rides I could not get on until I was 10. Oh, that's my little guy. He's so small. So, yeah, he has several years to go before he's actually going to get on most things. Like, he, like, Toy Story Media might have been one of the only two rides that he can get on anyway. <laughs> Disney California Adventure, so that's probably why he loved it so much. But Aww. yeah, that that was his. But I'm glad that he loved the few rides that he was able to get on. But yeah, they're yeah. Just, they're is so fun because it's so interactive, you know. So like, you know, the kids are like, I need to get a new high score and stuff like that. So I oh, yeah. see it. I'm competitive too. Like I'm <laughs> riding with I'm riding with a three year old. And I'm like, how is your accuracy better than mine? Oh, no, I need to get step my game up. What am I doing wrong? I'm, like, I'm playing with a three-year-old. Like, girl, calm down. But I couldn't. I couldn't. I... You're like, I need to have at least 35% accuracy by the end of this ride. Exactly. I was like, what? Wait, but he's not even aiming. Like, how is he, his accuracy better than mine? Like, no, we can't, we can't do that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I need help, but it's okay. <laughs> So, have you ever been to Walt Disney World? I have. Um, I went for the first time, I think, when I was probably 10, I think, 10 or 11. And I have an aunt at the time who was living in Tampa. So, my mom and I flew out. We made our first trip to Walt Disney World. But we only went to MGM at the time and Epcot. We chose to do two. Um, and then I went again in, I think, 2017 as well. And I did Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom. So I've done each park once. Oh, we got to get you back out there. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're like, what? You went to Hollywood Studios when it was MGM? Yes. We gotta, well, now it's like a whole, it's a whole situation out there now, Hollywood Studios, especially since... You know, Galaxy's yeah. Edge is open. Yeah. So don't worry. I'm going to figure it out. We all going to make a group trip. It's going to be great. Yes. I, I need to make it back. I'm hoping I could try to go back. Maybe I heard the off season is January and it's cooler. I have family in Florida. So I go to Florida at least every year. But they live down in South Florida. They're like closer to Miami. And I'm always like, how do, can I make this into a Disney trip? Do I fly into Orlando and then make that like crazy four hour drive down to South Florida? I'm like, hmm. You know what? 
I would go to Miami first and when coming back, try to fly out of Orlando because you're not going to want to leave. You're not going to want to leave to go see your family (laughs) when you get there. So you should be coming from it high, like being at the parks and then like driving down. Right. So go see your family first, get that out the way (laughs) and then come up to Orlando, enjoy and then fly out from there. I've done that once and it was the best. It was the best. So that's what I suggest. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad I have the tips. Yeah, so I have to make this happen now. Yes, and there was like the other day, the the flights weren't actually that bad. I'm regretting not going straight to Orlando from California when we um from after the expo because like I checked maybe like 25 hours too mm-hmm. late um from booking my flight, but it was like a $90 flight from California to Orlando. And I was like, God, yeah, I was like, dang, I really missed out on an amazing opportunity. But now I know, now I know, always check before you do a round trip flight. So now definitely, and those flights are always like fluctuating too. So if you're just looking at the right time, you could definitely find a really cheap flight there. Exactly. So that's that's gonna be my next thing. I definitely have to try the six parks one day challenge. Ah uh, yes. Um, I just saw Erica do it. Right? She did, or she did four parks. Yeah, she I did. Was like, parks. I was like, that, that's intense. Yeah, it is. It is. I feel I like if I can handle it. I feel like since you haven't really been in a while, definitely don't try that. Do that once you've mm-hmm. like got Walt Disney World under your belt. You're not going to be upset for missing anything. And definitely you need like a day or two off afterwards. Because <laughs> it is rough. It's rough. It, it's it's not as magical as you would hope. Yeah, no. All that walking and then trying to take each uh, bus or monorail or what to get to each park. And yeah, you have to like account for that transportation time. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, it's it's exciting to do but it is a lot at the end of the day i'm spoiled because i have dca right across disneyland so if i want to park hop and just (laughs) walk on over i mean it's so amazing like i was like wow because i was hanging with someone and then they were like oh i'm gonna go over here real quick and then i was like what do you mean real quick Uh, because i'm thinking in walt disney world no my and then i'm like wait it is right there. You can literally just hop back and forth <laughs> between yep. parks and get so much done and like not miss out on anything. Like you really, you can strategize, but you really don't have to be that savvy because it's right there. I'm like, wow, you can like finish up World of Color and hop over and actually catch the fireworks. Yeah. Fantastic at that. Yeah. Like, wow. That's amazing. So props to Disneyland for that. <laughs> for real. They're smart. They know to close DCA early. So everyone just like hops on over to Disneyland. That stays open till midnight. So you can like close out like the last three hours in that part. Exactly. Exactly. And staggering it helps with traffic. And like now you give some more coins to Disneyland. So it's really smart. Props. Props Disney. You know what you're doing. It's most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> So what are your favorite things to do when you're in the parks? Ooh. I I am a ride girl, but 
I do not like the lines of the ride. <laughs> so most of the time I'll like make sure I'll like get a fast pass to try to do my favorite ride while I'm there. But now every time I go to Disney, it's more about meetups, like connecting with more people from the community and like spending time with them. And if we all decide to collectively do a ride, that will happen. If not, it's okay. Like to sit around people watch or try whatever new snack crazy snack there is i've been disappointed by a lot of the sweets so i've tried to stay away from those i'm like ooh, that new like mickey macron looks really good and then you try it and you're like this is straight up sugar <laughs> yeah it's yeah. pretty but it's <laughs> and you're like yeah that, why did i do that to myself i got suckered in it was a cute like mickey shaped something i'm huge fan of anything Mickey shaped. So I'm like, they take my money when it comes to Mickey shape. And I try it. I'm like, oh, no, no, this is not good. Yeah, honestly, yeah, it's a lot of sugar. They, <laughs> they OD, they OD on the sugar <laughs> out there. And to the point where I'm a little wary about what I give the kids, because I know I'm going to have, I may regret it later. <laughs> yeah, they'll be bouncing off the walls or they take a bite of Mickey's ear oh, and they're yeah. like, okay. Gone. I'm getting on Incredicoaster again. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I have a three-year-old ask me for a Jack-Jack cookie and yeah. sweet. So like, that's just how addictive it is. It's <laughs> insane. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel you. I, I tried the... The corn um, on the cob. Oh, yes, in DCA with the powdered Cheetos on it. Or yes, it was yeah. pretty good. It was pretty good. I I give that to them. Like I didn't think it was gonna be as yummy as it was, but it was it, like good. yeah, because it, it's very misleading. You see a new food item there, and all the foodies are like, "This looks really pretty," and then you try it, and it's like, I'm so disappointed. But that one was good, so props to them for making something that was cute and good right for once right <laughs> so yeah I like I think the food definitely is better on your neck of the woods um Disney World has good stuff but I feel like Disneyland can play a little bit more with their food um so oh, I def- did you see how many churro options they have like, they're always releasing a new one. You're like, what can they do next? Lightsaber churros. <laughs> Golden my, pixie dust churros. My daughter went ham on the churros. Like, she had at least three a day. And there was one day where I was like, okay, fine. You can have as many churros as you want. That's fine. We'll just do a churrothon. And she she made it to almost five. Wow. <laughs> And then she was just like, because they had the Haunted Mansion churro. So they had a bride churro and a groom churro. And she kept talking about this bride churro. It was literally powdered sugar all over the churro. We got powdered sugar everywhere. But she was like, I need another bride churro. I I was like, you got to wait till the end of the day. Because I'm not dealing with all this powdered sugar all day long. It, it gets was... everywhere. It gets on your clothes. And then when you wipe it off, it just like wipes just a white streak on your clothes. Exactly. Forget it. But yeah, your churros are lit. That I will <laughs> give that to you as well. You get the crown. You get it. 
we're happy with that crown. We'll we'll keep on the title. Yes. <laughs> so do you have a favorite park? My favorite park mm-hmm. is Disneyland, of course. <laughs> What's your favorite ride? My favorite ride is Indiana Jones. Mm. See, I, I did not get a chance to ride it. Oh, no. That just means I have to come back. That's you all. do. I, yeah, I growing up, that was my favorite. I loved, like, the thrill of it. And, like, now to me, it's, like, it's still fairly fast. But I I love those movies. I feel like it's one of Disney's most ambitious rides, too. Because you go in that ride and it really is, like, recreated scenes from that movie. Like, it just, like, the way the Imagineers have, like, set up that ride, it, it's still the coolest to me. Awesome. Yeah, so... We had a little bit of Indiana Jones fail because, like I told you, my daughter's seven. She can ride by herself. My little guy, nowhere near that, cannot ride. So we did a lot of, she did a lot of rides by herself where we would wait at the exit for her. And apparently Indiana Jones was too hot for TV for her. (laughs) And so she, like, got spooked and she, like, wanted to get off. Um, I can imagine. It's a scary ride. There's, like, there's... Um, like one part towards the end, there's like a giant snake and it like comes at you because Indiana Jones hates snakes. Right. So it just like pops out at you. I'm like, I can't even imagine being a seven year old getting on that ride. <laughs> yeah, I had I have never been on it. So I had no idea what to expect. <laughs> I've only seen, you know, the stage show at Hollywood Studios. And like, I just some woman comes up to me with Kim and was like, you know, is she your daughter? I was like, yeah, what happened? I mean, we were standing right there at the ent- exit, so, like, she couldn't have missed us. But, I, she, like, the look on her face, she was just like, no, no, this is not for me, never again. Yeah. And I felt so bad. I was like, oh, no. You didn't so, know. Now we and know. And you know how other kids are going to take it, too, because some kids absolutely love that, right? They love, like, how dark it is inside and, like, how fast it goes. But... I can, like, there's skeletons coming at you in that ride. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I, yeah, now I know. Like, she's not into haunted things or spooky things, but she loves thrill rides. Like, she loves roller coasters, like, those 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 kind of attractions. But I honestly thought, of, I didn't even know what to expect. I wasn't even thinking. <laughs> that was a mom fail. I'll take that as a mom fail. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Right, but now I know. But I probably should have thought, like, um, it's probably going to be spooky. Like, I've seen Indiana Jones. It scared me as a kid. Like, I was like, yeah. oh, hell no. You pulling out people's hearts? Nope. <laughs> so, yeah. N- Even next the, time. the line cue for that ride is pretty cool, too, because you go, you're going through a cave that's, like, all booby-trapped, oh. essentially. So, like, there's just, like, a part. There are, like, spikes on the ceiling. <laughs> So I think that's what happened. Like, she didn't even make it through the queue. Oh. <laughs> she got freaked out there. That's most definitely because it's pretty dark, and it is, like, a cave. Like, you're walking through. You see all the rocks and stuff. But there's, like, we're in that room with the spikes. There's, like, a skeleton. Yeah. That's, like, on one of the spikes. Oh, yeah. I think that's what happened because she came out the way she came in. She didn't even come out through the exit. She came out from the entrance. <laughs> so I think that's exactly what happened, like. Oh, now I know. Now I know. <laughs> we had a great time otherwise, I promise. I promise. 
I just um, went to Disneyland Paris this summer, and they also have an Indiana Jones ride. And here I went expecting it to be like our Indiana Jones, but it's an outdoor roller coaster that's very like goofy sky school. Oh, okay. But I did not know that's what I was getting myself. I didn't do my research. I was like, oh, I'm like, their Indiana Jones must be fabulous. I get there. I'm like, oh, it's just an outdoor roller coaster. Uh, All right. So we definitely got to do Indiana Jones in Disneyland for sure. Okay. It's going to (laughs) happen. And I will hold my daughter's hand. Next trip. Yes. Yeah. Well, my next trip has to be kid free because I just, I, there's so much I didn't get to do. So much. And I love them. I love my children, but I love Disney too. And I love the experience. So I definitely have to come by myself and like just get to know everything and enjoy myself. So be on the lookout. I'll be out there soon, hopefully. Yes. (laughs) I'm excited. So, when did you start Disney bounding? Um, I had found, I discovered Disney bounding when I was in high school. But I wasn't really going to the parks around that time. Like, just growing up, Disney has always been, you know, expensive, a luxury. I would only make it out to Disney for my birthday once a year. But around that time, I, like, really wasn't going to Disney at all. But I had heard, like, I was very into blogging on Tumblr and had seen, like, the Disney Bound. And I, like, had seen all those, like, different outfits. And I would share them to, like, my best friend who was Disney obsessed, too. And we were, like, we just have to, like, recreate all these outfits. So it was, like, I, like, want to be, like, Lady Tremaine and, like, different characters. I was, like, this is really cool. Uh, but my first Disney Bound was I went to Dapper Day. And hadn't seen how many times, like, people had Disney bounded. So I knew the next Dapper Day I'd go to, I would Disney bound. And I believe my first Disney bound was in 2015, I think. And I Disney bounded as Pascal. I was just, like, head to toe green. Love it. (laughs) Did you have a Rapunzel? Yes. um, My best friend, Glenn... He was like a gender bend of Rapunzel. So people were just like stopping us because, you know, I was like gender bending Pascal. So like for like, oh, it's a like guy Rapunzel. And like people weren't really doing that at the time either. So he had like a fedora that he had like put like a Rapunzel braid on like top of the fedora. So you saw the braid like with the flowers and then he was wearing like a floral vest. So it was very like clear that he was Rapunzel and then you just have someone like in pure green you're like okay that sounds amazing yeah I have yet to do a dapper day I have to get out there I love seeing all your looks at those events it looks like such a fun time it is I personally I you know I love vintage style so it I feel like it's the most extra I can be when I go like I save my best like 50s or like if I have like a ball gown type dress I'm like yep Dapper Day this is where it's gonna be premiered at yes yes I cannot wait I cannot wait to see are you doing this year's Dapper Day yes yes okay awesome I'm gonna try to make it out but nonetheless I cannot wait to see 
what you come up with. Please, that would be amazing. And it's just so cool because everyone gets into it. And like even people who aren't really into like vintage, they like really, I always say like you could wear any dress or not. Just like come in like people watch and stuff because like people really like dedicate time to like coming out like in like beautiful dresses and like the men and like really interesting two-piece suits or or they're just trying to dress up with their significant other which is really cute too like they'll wear suspenders and bow ties and stuff so it's just nice to see everyone like so glamorous and everyone like trying to participate and I feel like that's the time I see like the most people from the community that are out because you don't really see them everyone goes on different days but you know most people are going to be there for dapper days so it's just really nice like to connect I've like made the best friends because of dapper day yeah yeah I love watching it it's gonna happen it's gonna get it done <laughs> yes and I know you would kill it too hope so I have a couple ah! of things that I would love to try love to try so you know if I do make it out there I really hope that it can happen <laughs> well, it's, it's fun because you could play around like with different like outfits or patterns that you may not have like necessarily would worn out like on a normal day because I do believe like Disney bound is something that you could pull it out of your closet and you could wear that to work you know it's functional fashion it's it's not you're just putting all these colors together it's like something that's actually you have in your closet you could actually wear out to the mall or somewhere so I feel like Dapper Day is that time you could really like play around with something you may not normally wear just be your most like fabulous self. Yes, I love being extra. So Dapper Day is is it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a particular bound that you would say is your favorite? Since we've talked about my Mulan love, um, I had always wanted to bound as Mulan for the longest, but I felt like because she was my favorite character that I had to do her justice if I was going to do her. So I just had looked around for, she wears a lot of different colors. So trying to like find things that like really matched hers or things that I felt like kind of capsulated. I really like to like kind of get the tone of that character when I Disney bowed. So finally, one dapper day, I had commissioned someone to make me a Mulan dress. Because at that point, I was like, so frustrated I was like I can't find it but I know I really want to dress up like her so I like had permission someone to make me a Mulan dress and that dapper day I had like done Mulan and it's probably like one of my favorite dresses I own and bounds I've done to date because it just it means so much to me and like getting to do her just like in a way that like I knew like it was like as close as I could to being her was awesome yeah oh that's amazing yeah I'm sure it was amazing I'm I don't know if I've seen it I have to look through your page and see it's an old one okay it really is I think I have it but yeah it it's much older I think I did that one 2017 okay there's so many bounds though I feel like at some point I mean I guess Pinterest is good for that but it's hard to kind of like keep track of all your looks at some point <laughs> this is true I I do have to say last Dapper Day um in the spring I did Tiana and that's oh, really like mm-hmm. a close second I had found that dress at a vintage store and saw it I was like 
oh my gosh, this like this dress isn't even real. Like I, that's another character. Like she's one of my favorites. I love Princess and the Frog, and I had always wanted to do Tiana, but didn't know how I was gonna do her. So that's like when you like to me the harder characters are characters that you really admire. Yeah, yeah, because you don't you want to do it right. You can't you can't like half ass it. You want to get get it on a hundred percent. I feel you. I feel you on that. You can't just put it together. So I finding that dress at the vintage store. I was like, I have to do Tiana. Yeah, I loved your Tiana. It was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> and I favorite? found Mulan, girl. Did you? you yes. You <laughs> oh my god! With the parasol. The oh. parasol. And that parasol, fun fact, I got that at Walt on my first Walt Disney World trip in Epcot mm-hmm. in the China Pavilion. And it actually has my name written in Chinese on the parasol. Oh, that's amazing, and it fit perfectly. Yeah. I love those parasol stations. That was actually, I think that was my daughter's first souvenir. I don't know if it was really a parasol or umbrella, but like getting it, because her name is Japanese and the person doing the artwork on it was Japanese. So she wrote her name on the umbrella and like, I won't let her touch it. (laughs) That's amazing. And those are like, those souvenirs are so like unique and they feel really personal. I love it. So beautiful. You are one of the mods on Boundaries of Color. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about Boundaries of Color and what it's all about? Yeah. um, Boundaries of Color was created by my friend Michelle. And uh, she had created it around the time where the Disney Bound page wasn't super active. So this was, I'd say, two years ago, maybe almost three and we had realized like that space to share like other bounds especially bound like bounders who are people of color like we felt like there there was not a place for them it just like really didn't feel like we were being included so that's kind of where like bounders of color came about and like kind of filled that space that was missing that we felt was missing Um, so shortly after she had created the page, she had been running it for a while and she, it is really hard trying to find bounds and keep a page like active and like always like on, I guess, yeah, active, like just kind of running a page. So, um, I had kind of expressed interest to her when she first started the page that I like really wanted to be a part of it in any way or any way I could support it. So eventually she like reached out to me and asked me to be a part of it and help her run the page. So I run it with her and Paula, the Hepburn movement. Mm -hmm. And she's like one of my closest Disney friends also met her on my second Walt Disney World trip in Animal Kingdom. Yeah. So if I'm going to go out there, I'm going to go out there for her. Yeah, for sure. So I found Boundaries of Color when I first joined Instagram, I guess a year and a half ago. And um, that was like one of the first pages I was like, oh, okay, I I love this. I got to follow it. And yeah, it did. I could tell that it was a little difficult um, to manage like both accounts and then like 
Um, I would follow the hashtag, and I don't think a lot of people knew about the hashtag as yet. So I would tag it like every time I would post something. Oh um, and I would like tell people about it, like, yeah, you know, it's the hashtag, you should definitely use it. Um, and when it came back with like the full team, I was so excited to see that because I was like, yes, this is such a great concept. This is a great page. I can't wait to see it, you know, bigger and bolder. And so, and then when I saw you were a part of it, I was like, yay, I love it. One of my faves is running it. So yeah, of course I follow it religiously and um, oh, I love what so I love what y'all are doing. I love it hundred <laughs> um, percent. So what are some of your favorite Disney bounds that you have found through the Boundaries of Color network? There's and it still is hard to get the word out for the page and like have people use it. We try to follow people who do use our hashtag. But most of the time I find myself like going just into anyone who's Disney bounded or like even when I'm at the parks, if I see someone who like has a bound, I'm like, do you follow our page <laughs> um, or like, can I share you and stuff? And most of the time they're like, I've never heard of it. I'm like, okay, like it's just, like it's a usually great opportunity to like meet new people and like connect. But when it comes to finding Disney bounds, there's there's so many amazing ones. Um, how do I like not mention you? <laughs> you can scroll. Oh you can scroll. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I what I love particularly about Bounders of Color is um, there are a lot of different groups, you know, out there, and you guys do a good job of show of showcasing a broad spectrum of other um, ethnicities, and so. Sometimes, like, like you know, I love my Black community. I go heavy on my Disblurds. But I also love just, I love seeing the artistry and the beauty of all types of bounders, and especially from the, La the Latino community and from the Asian community. And I kind of turn to your page a lot of the times to find <laughs> other accounts to follow um, yeah. because I don't necessarily know what hashtags to follow for, for you know, other ethnicities. So... Um, that's what I love the most about your page that you guys do spread the love very well. Um, so just my well, that, yeah, that, well, that's the goal <laughs> to yeah. spread, you know, because we're all out here and there are like wonderful other like people of color run pages and like Black Girl Disney and stuff like that. So it's nice to kind of like cover all bases mm -hmm. of like different people and like share people aren't getting as mm -hmm. much love. I think one of my favorite bounds is by HP Dis Disney. Uh, well, I'm gonna say it right. Oh, HP Dis Jedi. Yes. And yes. he did this Edna Mode bound. Right? Oh yes, 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 yes. And it was like and um Billy he Porter. Combined it with Billy Porter. So he like has like that massive skirt. I like to me like I love a high fashion moment. So yeah. That one is probably like one of my favorites of all time. Like, and it's also a mix of like Disney style too. So I like the like combination of like, yeah, you're bounding, but also like kind of repping your style. Yeah, he's a really great Disney bounder as well. I like following his stuff also. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like some, some, I don't know why some really great Disney bounders don't get the love or attention. I know it's all an algorithm, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, run your page. Right. Yada, yada. Right. But I mean, that's what I think these like curated pages, why they're important. 
because there's a lot of beautiful art out there. There's a lot of beautiful creators out there. There's a lot of inspiration out there that might not necessarily get the shine or get the attention that they deserve because of, for whatever reason, they're not using the right hashtags, they're not using the right algorithms, whatever. Um, But like when their curated pages like Boundaries of Color, you get to see things that you might not necessarily see on your feed or that you weren't even privy to following. And that's Absolutely. what I love. Yeah, uh, like there are even like the little kid founders that I've found before. Like, I'm like, how are you dressing up your baby like that? <laughs> yeah. So those are really fun to find too. Like, cause you don't really see like a lot of those like kids pages or. Mm-hmm. Like, if you do, like, they're harder to find, depending on, like, the way their parents want to run their pages and stuff like that. So, sometimes I've found, like, kid Disney founders because of that. Yeah, the kids are amazing. And I I totally get it, because sometimes I'm a little worried about how much I want to expose my child to the internet. But I love seeing when the kids get dressed up and uh, like the whole family's in on it. I mean, oh, I, I love when the whole so family clever. gets in on it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But you know, I get it. I get it that it's hard to, to expose your child, you know, all the time. And, but for like a creative outlet, like Disney bounding, like my children, they enjoy it. They, they are not into the pictures at all. Like they, oh. They just like to dress up and feel like the character. So if they can dress up and like act out the movie or, you know, go to a ride and feel like they're part of the whole experience, that's what they love. But to stop and smile, it's not really going to (laughs) happen most of the time. (laughs) So, I mean, that's what I love about Disney Bound because you really get immersed into the experience um, when you dress up and kind of like take on that character. And, like, the kids really love it most. Yeah. <laughs> Aw. makes me happy. I, I love when you dress up with your kids. Like, the bound of you and your daughter when you're doing Beyonce. Oh, and yeah. And she's, like, right next to you. Yeah, she loves that. She asked us to do it again for Comic-Con. So, I think we might do that one. Um, and Anika Nani Rose is going to be there. So, I think it's worth doing. Ooh. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. Um, awesome yeah my favorite um mommy and daughter duo is the Dalai Lama oh yeah her bounds with her daughter August those are so cute she has one with her um and she's Stitch and then her daughter's Lilo and just just like looking really sassy like Lilo would look yeah that's so cute I like um Dapper on the Daily she has some great looks with her sons, you yes. know most of these outfits she makes herself. Like she, like when they did the celebration, Mickey with his birthday suit. Yeah, she, she made those for her sons. She was like on to have like the confetti on their jackets. Wow. Yeah. Someday, I'm not quite at that level yet. I just bought a son. The I dedication. A yeah, I I still hasn't haven't really knocked out this sewing machine sewing thing it's so scary to me I know it's not that bad but it just seems overwhelming <laughs> I started figuring out how to use a sewing machine but all I can sew is a skirt and that's about it well that's something that's yeah. something that's more than I can I can <laughs> maybe hem a skirt 
probably not. It takes practice. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, also, like, um, I think her name is Three Baby Koi. She's, I think she's based on um, the West Coast. She has some really great outfits, and I feel like she um, also makes some of them. Um, there's just a, a a lot of really great like family. Oh, there's founders, and it's just so cool to see like everyone get together and see like what characters they are, and like when you see like the kids just get really into it. It's yeah, super heartwarming. I mean, when they actually have kids that are willing to pose, I'm like, did y'all get them sugar? <laughs> <laughs> what did you get? What you, did you had to convince them, them. <laughs> but I get it. I, they don't get to be in the parks as much. They're only they're there to experience the Disney magic, not to like make content. So <laughs> I can't blame them. <laughs> so, what do you love the most about Disney bounding in general and the Bounders of Color uh, movement? What I love most about Disney bounding is being able to express myself. We love Disney because it kind of, like, gives us a little nostalgia and just, like, almost like Peter Pan syndrome. We don't want to grow up, but, like, just kind of an ode to, like, how we felt as kids and, like, being able to kind of just, like, dress up as your favorite characters and, like, really, like, capture that magic again. And I love, like, writing Bounders of Colors, but also, like, kind of searching for new bounders because I like seeing like what their interpretation is going to be. And I know that sometimes there's not a love for like little Disney bounders sometimes, or like some of them are harder to find. So it's nice to find new people and see like how they put a spin on it and like getting to see them like be happy, but also like expressing themselves and whatever character and kind of even reading the captions like really takes it home for me like kind of reading about like where they found an item like sometimes you'll never know like what goodwill you went to or like trying to find like that perfect piece or hearing that they just found it on Amazon and you're like oh okay I could look on Amazon too and find that like perfect headband or like belt and stuff so I think I love like the time and effort that like goes into Disney bounding yeah it's it's amazing and it's the it's the thrill of chase almost yeah trying to put that look together find the right color scheme or you know find the right accessory it's the feeling you get when it comes together is like none other so I'm totally there for that do you feel like because you've been in the the Disney bound community for a long time do you feel like there is a lot of diversity there do you think that you know, there is a good exposure for people of color in the Disney bounding space? I'd say that the most diversity I see is in the Disney bounding community. I've seen people of all shapes and sizes and colors. Like, you know, it's, like I said, it's the fun of, like, dressing up as, like, your favorite character. And I feel it's the most accessible as well. Because you can, I truly believe you can go into your closet and make a Disney bound right now. Like, I could choose a pair of jeans and if I have a blue shirt I could be Jeannie you know and like so I do feel like it's more accessible for other people because we know that our Disney hobby is very expensive and it is not the most attainable for people and it is a privilege to go to Disney so I Disney bounding you can do that anywhere and that's what I love about it too seeing people from like different countries Disney bound 
is amazing. I've met some amazing Disney founders in London, like, and they'll just Disney bound, like they'll go to the museum and Disney bound outside as like a princess. And they'll be like, this museum reminds me of Rapunzel. That's um, one of my Disney bound friends, Miss Mouse. She, Jessica, she like Disney bounds at like different museums and stuff. And that's really cool because she can't always make it out to the parks while she's in England. So she just like Disney bounds anywhere. So that's, I do feel like it there it is very diverse and um, when it comes to like having more exposure I feel like it's gotten better for Disney bounders uh, the Disney bound does a really great job of like showcasing and being active and like sharing like different types of people I've found a lot of bounders because of that too I mean you just saw the Disney style video that I was just yeah. in which is awesome because all of the people I was in the video with were women of color. And that just like, I looked around the room and like, I could not have like that, like indescribable feeling of like being around, like just a group of like sisters and like people who like have this like Disney passion and we're like getting an opportunity to kind of like showcase ourselves and our families and like in the process. So I do feel like that is diverse. I will say when it comes to like more Disney style, that stuff, I do feel like there's like a lack in diversity there or like certain Disney licensed companies stuff, like seeing like different color models or like sizes and stuff like that. I do feel like that is still like severely lacking, especially when it comes to certain products. Not everyone can buy like the newest pair of like Mickey ears. Yeah. Ears are expensive. I love them. <laughs> but, like, you can't buy the newest ones. And, unfortunately, it seems like if you have, like, the new pair of ears and you're, like, the first ones to post them, it seems like you, like, often are, like, getting showcased first because you have, like, the newest item. And, I'm like, to me, like, you can share your love of Disney, like, anyway. It doesn't matter what new product or whatever you're just sharing like your love of the fandom so I don't think it's as as representative of like our crazy community yeah I agree I feel like the Disney bound community it may possibly be the most inclusive community out there for Disney fandom um I mean the movies are starting to get there um finding park content I mean, I feel like Disney is trying to make an effort, but I guess it, it's a process. And, you know, Disney style, I think they've been dragged a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it, it it is true. Like, you know, they they somehow they're kind of like at the back of the pack for some reason. I don't know what, what it is, but like when I saw the video... Um, of you and the other Disney bounders, I, I, my heart was like bursting. I loved every moment of it. I mean, you, the, your, that whole crew, the five, the, it was five of you, the five of you mm-hmm. were like goals, first of all, like Disney bounders, <laughs> I absolutely love. And I was just like, wow, they're getting showcased. I'm so happy. I'm so excited about that. And so I definitely, tip my hat to Disney style for making that effort in that direction. Um, and so, I mean, I guess it is a process. I think, you know, they're slowly getting there. They're slowly figuring it out. Um, but I mean, I feel like we 
we should still continue just to do our thing. And if we get noticed, we get noticed. But the fact that the community is finding each other and building in that sense is what I love the most. So I know a lot of, you know, these these um, other outlets and pages can boost that. But until they do, let's just have fun with each other. <laughs> That's yeah. how I feel. <laughs> no, it's just like, you know, connect and like make you friends and I've definitely met new people that because of the page or just finding new people and like kind of bringing them in you know like yeah this is a space for everyone and you're there will always be a place for you here Mm -hmm. yeah 100 percent. so do you have a favorite Disney moment or memory well since we're (laughs) talking about that video uh, like It was an amazing opportunity to be asked by Disney Style to be in a video, but it was even better to do it with my mom. My mom's the one who introduced me to Disney, and we've always shared that love of Disney together by, like, going to see the movies and going to parks when we can. And she has always known that I've Disney-bounded, and sometimes she'll approve my outfit. She'll be like, okay, what what character are you today? But this, it was the first time her actually getting to do it with me and kind of seeing, like, meeting other people from the community and kind of, like, getting to do it herself. She, like, really realized, she's like, oh, this is why you love to Disney bound and this is why you love to go to Disney. Like, she's like, I see it now. She's like, I, she, t- like, looked at me when we're on set. She's like, I get it. Oh. And, like, that was just, like, a really beautiful moment to have with her and get to do that with her, like, a I I still can't believe like we got to do that together because that's something that's a moment we could always share and like look back on or rewatch the video and be like mom remember when we did that <laughs> like so getting to share it with her like I consider her my best friend so it's yeah. just really nice yeah that was beautiful and I loved I loved that part in the video and she was like yeah okay I I get it and yeah <laughs> You may have just converted me. Like, isn't that the best feeling ever? Like, yeah. the bond that that moment must have created it was probably so beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful to watch. So I loved it. Yeah, no, it, it what, there was not, I will say, like, on set, there was not a dry eye in the house. Like, just anytime she'd open her mouth, like, I'd look at, like, Alana from Disney Style, and she'd be, like, tearing up. <laughs> oh, but it is beautiful because it's, I mean, just in general, sometimes people don't get it. They don't get Disney fans. They don't get Disney bounders. Sometimes they just don't understand it. But the fact to like actually walk through it and experience it and then to understand it, like that's all you that's all you ask. Walk, you know, a couple yeah. steps in my in my shoes and, and understand why I love it before you like, you know, make a judgment or think twice about you know, what I'm into. And so I think it was beautiful. Um, and it was maybe a moment for people to realize, oh, maybe if I tried it, I would actually get it. So I think that was, I think that's cool. I think that whole, I think everything about that video was just amazing. So I'm so happy you guys had that opportunity and experience to have together. (laughs) Oh, same. I was like, I could probably just thinking about it. Like, yeah. Yeah. getting to do that with her and now I feel like I'm we might have converted her so she might Disney bound with me more often mm-hmm. maybe have a little friend for Dapa Day this year 
she's gone to Dapper Day with me once. Um, and she went with me last year, last, okay. last fall Dapper Day. Um, but she only did the expo because I kept telling her about the expo and she's, she loves to shop. I mean, this is where I get my shopaholicness from. <laughs> so she's like, I want to see the expo. I want to see the vendors and stuff. So I took her to the expo and she loved that. So she like got to see that around. She didn't Disney bound. She wore a vintage two piece outfit that I found her at a thrift store, mm. but it's just like getting to take her to Dapper Day was really fun. So mm. maybe this time she'd actually want to like full out dress up. Cause she's like, I don't know if I want to wear like a full dress and like, flats and cardigans and stuff like that or do my hair I was like okay mom do it do it (laughs) awesome so we're wrapping up soon this has been beautiful I had such a good time talking to you thanks for having me on I could probably talk to you about Disney for hours yes yes and we have to make a date for that for sure yeah (laughs) Um, but what is one thing about yourself that you would like everyone to know? Uh, something that a lot of people don't know about me is uh, I'm actually going to film school. Uh, I have a really huge passion for film. And if you've seen some of my Disney films, I'm inspired by like old uh, classic Hollywood, like Audrey Hepburn. I've done like some mashups of those. Or if I'm watching a movie, I'll try to figure out like if... I could tie in that like movie with that Disney bound. So I love doing that. Um, and my goal is like to someday like write films for like that highlight like people of color. Cause like to me, like the reason we're not seen is because we don't have like those people who are like helming those projects. And I see it firsthand. I um, work in costumes in the film industry. So I do see how the reason we're not seeing representation is those people like behind the camera are most of the time not people of color and so how are they able to tell our stories from like our perspective you know so I do feel like there's a lack in those people like women writers directors all like all of that there's just a huge disparity um nine percent of directors are women and that's crazy <laughs> Wow. And to think, oh. like, so many films are about women. Yeah. <laughs> right. And we just, like, we just make up a huge audience of, like, film goers. We're the ones who are paying to see these movies. So if we want to see them, you know, we ha- we have to get more stories about us. And, yeah. like, that's just always been my goal, to just highlight people of color. Because I, you know, I've grown up with that, like, experience of kind of being a mixed kid and like never feeling like I could fit into anyone's space so like trying to figure out like a way to kind of like highlight that experience is like that's my only goal mm-hmm. you gotta make your own space that's all yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah and I'm telling you if you build it we will come because that's people are dying for this they're they're really hungry to see themselves to you know, have the experiences be shown to share, to relate to things. Um, and so more power to you. 
all the best. I wish you all the luck. When you <laughs> when you release your first film, let me know. We're gonna do a little right. meet up. We're gonna buy out that theater. We're gonna have an yes. after party. It's gonna be lit. So I'm all here for it. I encourage you 100% to keep pushing for your goals. Cannot wait. If you need some child actors, I'll loan out my children for you. Okay. <laughs> you can be in my student films. <laughs> yes, for sure. We'll, we'll relocate just for your films. <laughs> but for real, like all the best and wish you all, you know, all, not even the luck, wish you all the good energy um, for your goals and endeavors because you, you can do it for sure. I Thank see it in you. <laughs> I appreciate it. So, Felicia, this has been beautiful. Thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to me. I'm um, so glad we could do it. Yes, really. I, I mean, I really enjoyed meeting you at the meetup. Thank you for coming out. It was so beautiful just to spend time with you and to get to know you better. And now... To talk oh, to you. Was, yeah, it was my goal. I had to see you. Yes. You're hosting that meetup. It was just like so awesome to just like see all those like beautiful people in one space. And that never happens. You never get to do that. So it was just thank you for hosting it and like getting us all together. Yeah, it was my pleasure. I really, I really enjoyed it so much. And um, I hope to do more in the future. So I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll have a reason for you to come out to the East Coast. Yes, please. <laughs> if you do have a meetup, I will be there and whatever I'm planning on wearing. I'm going to figure it out soon. <laughs> Time's a ticking, right? We've got like what, two months. It's in your closet. I know it is. <laughs> Hopefully. I should be by now. Lord knows. <laughs> what about math by now? <laughs> But if people want to get to know more about you and Boundaries of Color, where can they find you? Um, so I've just, my original username that I've just switched back to <laughs> is um, at Becoming Felicity on Instagram and Boundaries of Color on Instagram. And then I also have a YouTube channel. It hasn't gotten a lot of love lately, but... I've been filming tons of videos this summer and I'm hoping to get those up. So that YouTube channel is poof with an exclamation point at the end. And we're trying to keep um, that going and like trying to be more active with it because we are also trying to highlight um, people of color on our like YouTube channel and also trying to like film new things where we like try to like share more park days and kind of like share more voices of the community so hope to get that up soon but you could find that like i said on youtube or there's a link on my instagram bio for it yes and i've scrolled through it a little bit um the poof page and i was like this is so cool i love this concept <laughs> so i'll be ready once you drop your next video let me know because i can't wait yes, to definitely. check it out and we out. have all types of things we got covers on there and <laughs> Also me just like running around the parks trying to meet characters because that's the other fun part of bounding is like doing those character meet and greets when you're dressed up as the character and seeing them kind of like freak out a little bit. Yeah, I love it. Definitely. <laughs> so thank you once again. I really appreciate the time you spent talking to me. I will definitely link all of your info in the show notes so that everyone can check out 
what you have and your beautiful bounds and the beautiful oh, community sure. that you've created. <laughs> um, and thank you again. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. You've just heard my conversation with Felicia. If you haven't seen the Disney style video featuring her and her mother, it is a definite must see. I've linked it in the show notes so you all can check it out. And just a friendly PSA, keep some tissues handy while you watch. (laughs) The POC owned small business for this episode is Yumi's Art Box. It is a shop owned by Yumi Fujimoto that sells custom and hand-painted art on Disney clothing and accessories. Check out her stuff at etsy.com shop slash Yumi's Art Box. And as always, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast with all of your friends. And also be sure to join the Afros and Pixie Dust Facebook group so we can chat more about one of my favorite topics, Disney bounding. So until next time, never stop deep conditioning or pursuing your happiness.